0: Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximizing your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gill, I'm the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and welcome back to my series on Self-Managed Superfund. Today I'm going to go to, or explore, uh, is a self-managed superfund suitable for you? And so I'll, I'll go through that and, and some of the basics of establishing your self-managed super fund. As I, I said on uh, the uh, first podcast in this series, number one, um, you know, we do help people do we do we help people set them up. The things I'm talking about or discussing are in a PDF that's on our website that's freely available to you that you can log in and, and get. Just know under um, investments on our website, on our homepage, I think investments, and one of the drop-downs says self-managed super fund, and you can... Um, access this pdf with the information on it uh, so as i said you can get in front of me so is a self-managed super fund suitable for you well to me there there are or what we're we're aware of there are certain regulatory responsibilities placed on trustees of a self-managed super fund so therefore when you're setting up a fund it's important to really consider the various issues um, including you know will you have time to manage and administer your self-managed super fund Now, if you're working full-time and your partner's working full-time and you're very busy, you still, once you're a trustee, we've talked about you being a member and a trustee uh, of your self-managed super fund. I mean, obviously, uh, if if it's your self-managed super fund, you are a member, um, but you may have a corporate trustee or you be the trustee yourself. Well, whoever the trustee is, needs to manage the investments and be on top of that and means, needs to manage that investment plan that you've come up with so therefore you need to make sure you've got the time to manage administer yourself manage super fund now to me because I've got one I don't think the paperwork's onerous and obviously I have skills in investing so it, it suits me fine but other people don't and, and sometimes it's better to have a managed one rather than take on the responsibility yourself um, and as a self managed super fund trustee, you can actually use managed funds if you choose to for your super fund. So you may choose that instead of going direct into shares and property in it, you just use a managed fund and that will make your investment, um, strategy quite simple, um, and allow you the time to manage it. But as I said, you need to make sure or consider do you have the time to do it and, and the skills and the knowledge to do so. Now, will there be sufficient funds in the self-managed super funds to make the administrative costs worthwhile? And probably this is one of the questions I get asked so often: is people ask me, so, "Well, how much do I need to set up a self-managed super fund?" Now, the answer is depending on who you ask. If you ask your accountant, he's going to have one view. If you ask your solicitor, he's going to have another view. If you ask ASIC, they're going to have another view. If you ask the person on the street or your best mate or your, or who anybody else. They'll all give you different answers and the and the answer to that one is all it relates to is how much it's going to cost you in ongoing fees to manage that super fund versus the return you expect to get. If you believe it's okay, the fees you're paying to manage it in relation to the return you're going to get, then whatever the amount is, it's fine. For example, let's say that you have... Um, ten thousand dollars and you put that into a self-managed super fund and it makes ten percent, ten percent return on that in one year, and that's a thousand dollars return. If it costs you a thousand dollars to maintain the super fund, it's not worth it because you're not getting in front. But if you have now let's say instead of ten thousand you've got a hundred thousand dollars and you make ten ten uh, percent return, that means ten thousand dollars you've made and it only costs you a thousand dollars to actually administer that, that means you've made nine thousand in theory gross profit on that. And so now we're looking at a 9% return and you need to say, well, okay, is that okay or not? And really their figure that you have is up to you whether that's acceptable. Now, I know ASIC's come out and they've said $100,000, they believe is the minimum. Nothing's, from what I know right now, I don't believe anything is said in context concrete if you ask a financial planner often they'll say two hundred thousand dollars or even more because they say self-managed super funds you need to have a lot in super to do it and quite often that comes from the financial planner not having any input into the superannuation and what you're doing there and wanting you to go into managed superannuation so that they can actually um, obviously put you in that and then get the trails from that whereas now with the financial planning industry moving to fee-for-service you'll start seeing a lot more financial planners really starting to promote self-managed super funds in a fee-for-service model where they help you and advise you i think you still do need to have a really really good financial planner and and in my view you've got to have a core team around you you have to have a very good accountant have a very good solicitor and a very good financial planner to help you move forward and, and really you've got to educate yourself enough to be able to ask all the questions that you need to but generally what we say to people on investment vehicles is really about $50,000 that you're going to need because it's really going to cost you somewhere between about $500 and $1,500 a year to manage a self-managed super fund, uh, roughly, depending on your accountant and, and your auditing fees and everything else. And I'll discuss those a little bit later. But really, as I said, you need to look at those costs, administrative costs, and whether they're worthwhile for you. You also need to ask yourself whether or will the other trustees of the fund be suitable, suitable investors uh, as i said earlier in one of my earlier ones i think it was uh, number one of this series you know you can be a sole trustee as a sole person in your own self-managed super fund but you need to have a corporate trustee for that so obviously you know it's only one person but with your self-managed super fund you can actually have up to four members who all will be trustees unless there's a corporate trustee and you need to make sure that they're going to be suitable for you to work with and that you can work with them in your super fund because they're going to be just as diligent about their super as what you are. But you, their choices of investments or their input into that may or may not be aligned with what you want to do uh, and for your investment because they may have different criteria. And you need to have all that sorted out. So it, generally, if it's husband and wife, it's normally a, a pretty simple scenario. So there's probably, as I said, the three questions about whether it's suitable for you, will I have the time to manage and administer the super fund? Is there going to be sufficient funds in the super to cover all the administrative costs and everything else and still grow? Because at the end of the day, the goal of the super fund is to grow your wealth uh, and is to provide for your retirement. And that's what the tax department will keep telling you. It's like you need to be proving that you're getting to your retirement and the vehicle is being used for all of that. And and obviously the last bit, as I said, is the trustees. You need to know that they're beneficial you and, and to in align with your investment uh, goals for that super fund etc as well how long does it take to set up a self-managed super fund it doesn't really take a long time that's probably one of the other questions that we get quite often um you know once you uh, fill out the depending on where you go if you go to an accountant accountants generally will do that they generally go to there's there's companies set up which are called almost like um, Uh, From solicitor firms, generally they've set up what they call um, document warehouses where they have standard documents. Um, people buy uh, get off the shelf company names and company structures and everything else off the shelf you can do that with self-managed super funds and family trusts etc etc so all your trust deeds all those sorts of things you can buy them off the shelf so once you uh, your accountant uh, as we do it here so once it, it let's for example say you ring us up saying hey dale i want to set up a self-managed super fund come off with him do it we go yeah we'll send you the application form you send it back to us it generally takes about a week to do it it's not that hard. If you need to set up a corporate trustee, it takes a little bit longer because you've got other things you need to do for that, and that could um, take a little bit longer. Generally, what we find takes the longest time is transferring the money from a managed super fund into yourself managed super fund. Um, I'll leave this podcast uh, three or well, part three in this series now, um, and I'll take it up next, and we'll talk about you know, uh, you know what what's in what's involved in establishing your super funds and. Uh, Etc. So you can understand a little bit of that and what you can do with it. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the chief analyst here at Wealth Within. Hope you've enjoyed this series, or you are enjoying this series, and I look forward to chatting with you on the next one. Take care. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call one three hundred trade